Hello and welcome to the reading room. My name is Rose, or Floaty Explodey on Twitter, and today I will be reading Time Bomb by Meg Wright's fanfiction. This fic is rated T for teen and up audiences. For additional tags, please see the AO3 link in the description. You're saying he's corkless? The doctor smiled softly, shrugging as she sat back in her chair. Possibly. It's tough to say right now. Kotsky felt sick. What? He looked over at Ochiko, sitting next to him, without an ounce of worry on her face. How the heck is it tough to say? How was one of his sons quirkless? His older brother has a quirk, and neither of us has any quirkless family members. He knew exactly how this happened. This doesn't make any sense. This was the universe, making him pay for the sins of his past in full. The qualifications for being quirkless have evolved over the last ten years, the doctor explained. We found that many people who were initially thought to be quirkless were either late bloomers, or had a quirk that was hard to recognize. I once had a patient that had her quirk go unnoticed until she was about eleven, because she saw the world in such vivid color and no one noticed until a teacher questioned why she wasn't using the same colors as everyone else. Oh, wow. Ochiko breathed, taking in the new information as Kotsky felt himself become more stressed at the uncertainty their child faced. He looked over at Hito, playing with his little handheld toy as they walked to the doctor. I guess that explains what happened to Izu, huh? Shock hit his system like lightning. He bit his lip, forcing himself not to laugh as his eyes stung. Who? The doctor wondered. We have a friend whose quirk didn't manifest until high school, Ochiko explained. He's also a hero. Oh, Deku, right? Yes. He's quite famous among quirk specialists. Of course he fucking was. He is the example we use for parents who are worried when their child's quirk hasn't appeared by the time they're five. Kotsky was ready to just spill everything. Sometimes we just have to wait, she smiled. Izuku had been quirkless. Ochiko looked over at Kotsky. You okay? Like his second-born son. I just don't think it's necessary, Ochiko huffed popping down on the edge of the bed. Hiro just turned five. And almost everyone else in his class has a quirk. Kotsky sighed. He threw an arm over his head as he stared at the wall in front of him. He's curious. She frowned, rearranging the pillows on her side of the bed. That doesn't mean we should subject him to tests. She pulled back the covers. We should talk to him. Of course their four-year-old son would want to know if he had a quirk. Having your quirk appear was like waking up on Christmas morning. He should be part of the decision. If it were up to Hiro, he would sleep outside, eat mochi all day, and not wear shoes. She huffed, kicking her feet under the covers. Yes, I think that we should talk to Hiro about his quirk, or lack thereof. Kotsky wasn't ready to accept that possibility. But I don't understand why he needs a bunch of tests. He has finger pads. What if he just floats himself? 
He has four, Ochiko reminded him. Two on each finger. The doctor said it could be a random manifestation of a trait from my side of the family with no connection to a quirk. Or he could float himself into the stratosphere. Kotsky really wasn't concerned about that. I think someone would notice a floating child. They would. And I'm pretty sure Hiro would scream for help and know that to get back down, he would do the same thing that Mama does. Ojiko looked at her husband, pressing the pads of her fingers together with a knowing glance. Kotsky didn't doubt Hiro was smart enough to figure this out. He'd imitated his mother and father all the time. Does it bother you? Our son might be quirkless? I love Hiro. Of course you do. She never doubted that. But you've been acting weird since we got back from the specialist. Kotsky wasn't sure how to say this without saying too much. I just don't want him to be bullied. He'd had all day to think about all the horrible things he'd said and done to Izuku when he was younger. Kids are fucking cruel. And he would know. He had been vicious. His parents are heroes, and he doesn't have a quirk. He maybe doesn't have a quirk. He wants to be a hero. Hiro would never be a hero. The irony didn't escape him. He can't without a quirk. Heroes aren't just people with capes, Ochiko argued. Doctors, police officers, firefighters. He wants a cape. He knew these things. He knew that there would still be a world of possibility for Hero, but he doesn't want to be a doctor. It killed him, knowing that his son wouldn't have what he wanted. That he couldn't fix it. Kotsky knew it wasn't his fault, but he couldn't stop the feeling of blame weighing him down. You heard what the doctor said. She started, gently placing her hand on his. He could be a late bloomer. Izuku got his quirk in middle school. Fucking Deku. So, there's time. Ochiko rested her head on his shoulder. Sometimes, Katsuki wished that she knew what he did. And if he doesn't get a quirk, we'll figure it out. Because he was determined to fix this. Let me guess. Katsuki started opening the door to see Izuku standing on his doorstep with a screaming infant. Ochiko sent you. No. Izuku started sheepishly, wincing as the baby's screech hit a louder pitch. But I heard about your visit with Hiro and the quirk specialist, and I figured I should... Without a word, Katsuki stepped aside. Izuku stepped into the house with a wince as the baby hit a new octave. Sorry, I have the baby. He apologized, setting the carrier on the floor and towing his shoes off. Shoto is at work. I know we're on paternity leave, but there was an emergency, and... What's another brat? Ah, well... He started nervously. I think Umi's teething, and... The brat isn't a month old yet. She ain't teething. Well, I don't know what else it could be. He sighed, standing there for a moment as the baby screamed. Papa? Why is there a baby crying? Hiro whined as he stumbled down the stairs. Hey, Ojideku. 
Kyo waved as he jogged past his younger brother to the baby. What's wrong with Umi? I wish I knew, Izuku sighed, dragging his hands down his face. Oi, brat one and two? Kotsky questioned, looking at his sons. He turned back to the baby and carefully unbuckled her from the car seat. Why aren't you working on homework? We are, Kyo nodded, leaning forward on one foot as he looked at the baby curiously. Kido has to do these cooperative games for homework, and there isn't a lot of room upstairs. We were going to go outside. <sighs> no, ground is muddy. He did not want to explain to Ochiko why her freshly clean carpet was caked in mud. He also didn't want to have to clean it up. Go in the living room, move the coffee table, and use common sense, he instructed before carefully lifting the baby out of the carrier. Hey, little brat. He cooed softly and gently hushed the screaming baby. Hiro wrinkled his nose. We aren't keeping her, are we? Izuku snorted. She's loud. You're loud and we keep you, Kyo quipped, skipping toward the living room. Oi! Hiro growled, sitting back on his heels as he yelled. You take that back, you butt face! He ran after his brother. Hey, watch your mouth, Koski called out, trying not to yell with the baby in his arms. It wasn't a curse word. Izuku cackled, unable to hold it in anymore. And walk, walking feet in the darn house. Kotsky gently bounced the baby against his chest, brows furrowed as he watched his sons go to the living room. And you shut the hell up. Not nice, he laughed, holding his belly. Oh, I needed that. The first couple of weeks of fatherhood were hard. And it wasn't getting any easier. Yeah, 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 you're fucking welcome. He mumbled under his breath. Your papa, I haven't settled on that yet, is annoying as fuck. Please don't teach my child to curse. Yes, he is, Gotsky continued, ignoring him as he continued to talk to the crying baby. Yeah, I know, I know, little brat. He carefully unbuttoned his shirt, placing the baby against his chest. What the... Izuku watched with wonder as his daughter settled down. Her cries slowed to little hiccups as she snuggled against Kotsky. She got a pacifier. Izuku quickly dug one out and dumbly handed him the light pink pacifier. Kotsky carefully held her with one arm and placed the nipple of the pacifier against her lips. There you go, brat. Umi took the pacifier, sucking as her eyes drifted shut. How the hell did you do that? Izuku questioned, astonished. Shoto and I have tried everything for the last week, and did you try skin to skin? Kotsky walked toward the living room as he patted the baby's bottom. Patting their butt reminds them of the heartbeat in utero. He dropped on the couch and patted the baby's bottom rhythmically. The brat just wants to snuggle. He looked over at his sons. Ochko and I were practically shirtless for the first six months of his life because the brat is a cuddlebug. Still was. Kyo loved hugs and snuggling between them before he went to bed. 
Yudo screamed no matter what, but he looked over at his youngest son, dancing with Kumachan, the second as Kyo read the homework paper. Brat liked it. Izuku took a seat next to Kotsky. He watched his friend look at Hiro with sad eyes. He's gonna be fine, you know. Hiro is a tough kid. He looked over at the younger Bakugo brother. <laughs> Kotsky shook his head. I know, but... He really didn't want to have this conversation. But Izuku was one of the only people he could have this conversation with. Kotsky knew that he could talk to All Might but he didn't know how much the number one hero knew about his bullying. I told you to jump off of a building because you didn't have a quirk. That was putting it politely. If someone tormented my child and told them to kill themselves because they didn't have a quirk, Kotsky couldn't even bring himself to say the words as he watched Kyo and Hiro playing a gentle game of tag. I don't know what I would do. He shook his head. I don't know how Inko didn't kick my ass. He loved being a father, but he hated how vulnerable it made him. It was like someone had ripped his heart from his chest, and now the pieces were walking around in the big, scary world. She owes me an ass-whooping, he muttered so his kids wouldn't hear him. Izuku laughed. I'm serious, Kotsky exhaled reclining back against the pillows. I feel like telling you I'm sorry is crap. He'd said the words so many times since high school, but at this moment, he felt insulting. You don't have to apologize. I do. It felt like he needed to do more than that. I owe Hiro one, too. He placed a hand on Umi's back and rubbed in gentle circles. You didn't do this. He knew that. This isn't your fault. Logically, he knew. You being a jerk to me when we were kids didn't cause Hiro to be quirkless. The horrible, hollow feeling in his stomach disagreed with him. And Ojiko said the doctor isn't even sure he's quirkless. He doesn't have a quirk. Yet. Kotsky huffed loudly, watching the boys as they moved to the next game. He could be a late bloomer. Like you? Kotsky questioned, cocking his head to the side. Izuku cringed. That's different. Yeah, well, quirk specialists use you as the poster child of it will happen when it happens, Kotsky explained. Though if Hiro charges at some crazed sludge monster to save a classmate because you won't rush in, you cannot give him your quirk. Eh. Izuku smirked, folding his arms across his chest. That's for Hiro to decide. He was joking. I will kill you. He's got potential, he commented as the boy curled his fists up like his father and he talked loudly. Gods, he is just like you. While Kyo was more even-tempered, Hiro had definitely inherited his father's natural rage. It was quite a scene having Kotsky, Hiro, and Mitsuki together at once. And that's what kills me, Kotsky confessed. He loved his sons the same, but differently. The connection he had with Kyo was different than Hiro. What am I supposed to say when he asks about his quirk? 
the truth. That's what he feared. Stop, Kyo shouted. If you don't make a good choice, I'm gonna tell Papa. Nark, Hiro shouted back, picking up Kumachan the second. Hey, hey. Kotsky struggled to keep himself from smiling. Do you even know what that word means? It's someone who tattletales. Tattletales, Kyo corrected smoothly. Shut up. You want to fight me or something? So you can cry when I beat you up? No, you... Oi. The boys looked at Kotsky with wide eyes. Take three deep breaths. From the moment he knew they were expecting Kyo, Kotsky had promised to do whatever he could to ensure his children were better human beings than him. Kyo, you take three more. Slow breaths. Brat Hito, what's wrong? My paper says I have to do a pattern. Hito started with a pound. Snap, snap. Clap, clap. Stomp, stomp, stomp. And Kyo is snapping wrong. Kyo narrowed his eyes as he continued to breathe as his father instructed. Okay. Kotsky decided it was important for him to teach his kids how to manage their feelings and tempers. Kyo. I was just showing him that he's supposed to snap with his thumb and middle finger. I have paw pads on those fingers, stupid. Hiro yelled. Brat, you want to try that again? Kotsky adjusted the baby against him. He sighed, raising his hands toward Kotsky and Izuku. I have paw pads on those fingers, so I can't. Maybe he has a gravity quirk, Izuku muttered, looking curiously at his fingers. Doubt it. Kotsky had tried a few times to see if the kid could make something float or increase the mass of anything. Hiro... Did you try to snap Kyo's way? The smaller boy blinked. No. He clutched Kumachan to his chest. Would it hurt you to try? Yes. Kotsky glared at him. It could. Hiro shrugged before tossing Kumachan to the other side of the room. You never know. <laughs> well, this kid. Kotsky shook his head, hiding his smile. I'm willing to take that risk, so how about you try? If it doesn't work, it hurts, or it's uncomfortable, you can try it a different way. I never thought I'd live to see the day. Izuku whistled. Shut up, nerd. The words weren't mean. They were almost said with some kind of brotherly affection. Papa? Kyo shook his head, disappointment shining in his eyes. That isn't nice. I apologize. He didn't really. It was for the sake of his kids. Kotsky didn't mean it, and Izuku wasn't really offended. I accept your apology. Izuku replied with a shit-eating grin splitting his face. I have soothed your child, and she is sleeping peacefully on my chest. Kotsky mumbled through his teeth so only Izuku could hear him. I am your god. Okay, okay. That's better. You are the baby whisperer, Lord Explosion Murder. Who's Lord Explosion Murder? Kyo wondered, wrinkling his nose. Is that supposed to be a hero? 
Hiro wondered as he tilted his head in confusion. That's a dumb name. You're supposed to be snapping, Kotsky instructed while Izuku laughed. Oh, just you wait. He looked down at the baby. They all start like this, and then before you know it, they betray you. He looked down at the baby, smiling softly. He missed this. I give it two years. Maybe he and Ochiko should have another baby? No. Izuku cooed, leaning toward him as he rubbed a gentle knuckle over her fat baby cheek. Not this little bean, not my girl. The last two weeks say otherwise. Katsuki snorted. I'll dig one of those baby-wearing cloths out before you go. You'd be surprised how usual those things are. Not a lot of things surprised Kotsky anymore. Izuku, either. That's why neither of them flinched at the sound of a small explosion in the living room. Kotsky instinctively clutched Umi tighter against his chest, placing a hand over her head as burned flotsam and jetsam ran down. The fuck? Kyo did it! Hiro shouted as smoke filled the room. What? Kyo yelled. Kotsky looked over at where Kumachan had been tossed. The fuck? Papa? You cursed! Kotsky slapped a hand over his face. I get to say this one. His sons were old enough to know not to repeat it, and the baby in his arms was too young to even know what the word meant. What the fuck? At least the baby was still asleep. Thank goodness for newborns. Izuku got up, slowly examining the scene. I think... He turned to Hiro slowly. I think Hiro made the toy bear explode. No? Hiro drawled, shaking his head before looking at Kyo. Kyo stepped away from his brother, brushing some fluff from his face. Not me. My hands aren't sweaty. He held up his little hands. I used the drying powder. You're right, Hiro. Your hands aren't sweaty, but... Izuku agreed, approaching the boy. He gently grabbed the child's wrist as he examined his hand. I don't think you need nitroglycerin to make a bomb. He turned the child's wrist to Kotsky, showing him the smoke rising from the pads of his middle finger and thumb. No way. Kotsky almost wanted to laugh. He didn't know how he felt about the excitement bubbling at the base of his stomach. It was bittersweet. How? Hiro, I want... Izuku picked a pillow up from the couch and placed it on the floor in front of him. I want you to touch the pillow, and then I want you to snap your fingers. He grabbed Kyo, carefully pushing the boy behind him. Hiro looked at the pillow, quirking a suspicious eyebrow. If it explodes, I won't get in trouble? He questioned, looking toward his father. You won't get in trouble, Kotsky confirmed. Mama likes that pillow. The kid wasn't stupid. And you said there was no harm, and I exploded Kumachan. He had a point. Well, but the kid was also just like Kotsky. You've got nothing to worry about if nothing's going to happen, he shrugged, mischief sparkling in his eyes. Since Kyo did it. He looked to his oldest brother with a wink. Kyo pressed his lips together, trying not to laugh at the bait.
Hiro slammed his hand on the pillow with a grunt before snapping his fingers. The pillow glowed for a split second before bursting. Hiro gasped, arms held out in wonder as stuffing and velvet rained around them. I made it go boom! He grinned. His little fingers wiggled as he looked at them in wonder. That you did, brat. Kotsky grinned, feeling proud. Poor Kuma-chan. Kyo sighed. He never saw it coming. Somehow, this was becoming a family tradition. The pads on his fingers are almost like a match in a striker. Izuku nodded as he theorized. He touches something, and then the snap detonates it. And Kotsky found that he couldn't be happier. I wonder if he can't touch things in succession, Izuku muttered rapidly. So far, it looks like it's the most recent thing he touched, but only one way to find out. Kotsky grabbed another pillow and tossed a knick-knack from the coffee table. Again, he tossed both to his son. This time, touch one and then another before you snap. Hiro nodded excitedly, eager to try. Yeah. Does that mean I get to work on my quirk, too? Kyo questioned. Of course, Kotsky answered without hesitation. He promised to do whatever he could to be the best father he could be for them. After dinner, Brat, we'll go outside on the cement. And he was fortunate enough to have two sons to nurture. To love no matter what. Woo! Kyo cheered. Maybe there would be more in the future. Wow, Hiro, Kyo remarked at the pillow's detonation. I can't wait until we get to practice together. Kotsky looked down at the baby in his arms. Maybe. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.